Hi, <coughs> and welcome to uh, episode 6 of Walk to Work. So I'm, I'm recording this one out of order, uh, because it was the third in a series about body mechanics. Apparently I recorded it, the recording didn't get saved from my phone, uh, and now... Um, and then I tried to publish it, and it took me a while to realize, oh, this one didn't actually get published, which was weird. Like, I was looking at the counts, uh, as uh, you do. I don't look at them obsessively, I promise. Um, and it's like, 15 people have uh, just uh, listened to your latest podcast. And for some reason, this one stayed on zero for several weeks. And I was like, ah, well, I guess this three-part series is like the third one. You've had the first two, you're tired of it, you don't want it. Uh which maybe is the case, we'll find out. <laughs> but anyway, uh, then I, suddenly someone said, Hey Greg, um, what happened to episode 6? I'm like, well, I don't know. Um, and now you do. Uh, so I'm recording it again. We were on a series about body mechanics. So I'd taken that from a blog post I wrote last year uh, describing 10 ways in which body mechanics um, help, uh, working on body mechanics helps improve our dancing. And um, so we had way number one is your dance is more effortless. Number two, uh, you uh, look uh, better. Uh, and this is li- lined up with having uh, better movement, feeling more confident, uh, being clearer in your movement. Uh, it's all things that look better. Um, number three was uh, partnering skills. Number four was your own proprioception, your sense of where you are in space. Um, And uh, that also goes with partnered proprioception. Number five is your ability to learn from other people. Uh, You can, you have a better eye for watching and imitating because you know what's, you can see what's going on. And you can also, imitating sometimes the easy part, but then also kind of having a memory in their body, in your body of what things are going on. Um, number uh, six was having a vocabulary to talk about things um, <coughs> in purely body mechanics terms rather than uh, dance specific and kind of controversial what is a swing out terms. Um, and number seven was, oh yeah, posture, just having better posture. So number eight is that even when you're not working on dancing, uh, while you're work, anytime you're working on body mechanics, you're working on dancing. Um, and depending how uh, gung ho you get about the whole thing, you can work on body mechanics um, all the time. Like every time I'm walking, uh, not, often I'm just walking. But other times I'm thinking, oh yeah, my leg, uh, the psoas extends uh, as my leg goes back. Um, the back side of my leg extends as the leg goes forward and letting that uh, freeness happening. Uh, I'm thinking about releasing uh, the hip on the free leg. Um, I'm thinking uh, about sinking into my heels. I'm thinking about a bunch of things. Uh, And all those things allow me to put that in my walking, in my sitting, in my standing. Uh, And then it's more likely that these elements will be there uh, in my dancing. Um, 
Yeah, uh, and just as an example, one of the things I do most lunch times is go lie down in constructive rest. Uh, so I think I talk about that in uh, the one of the Alexander Technique uh, episodes. If I haven't yet, I will in the future. Uh, and uh, that that's just kind of a, a reset thing for your body. It lets your body kind of trust into the ground, sink into the ground, uh, redistribute uh, some of the excess tensions it maybe doesn't need, uh, and uh, you kind of get a, um, a reset you when you stand up. It's not very reset, and you very easily fall back because it's kind of, oh yeah, this is this is what reset. Uh, this is how my spine and my head relate to each other when I'm reset. Um, and I'm pretty sure that doing that for about a year and a half uh, was one of the major uh, contributors to, my, to the improvement in dancing over that time. Uh, because it's very easy to not reset from dancing, to be like, this is a thing I struggled super hard to get into my body. Uh, no way am I letting go of it and replacing it with an improved version of itself. Um, yeah. Number nine. Number nine is injury prevention. And so I want to be careful about this one because, uh, for one, I'm not qualified. And for two, if you have some kind of actual injury uh, or if you have uh, something that uh, could precipitate you having an injury, uh, you definitely want uh, a medical professional, not uh, someone to help you with body mechanics. So, uh, the, the helping you with body mechanics should uh, work, but yes. Um, but so just as an example, we can take uh, the, the pelvis. Before working on body mechanics, I thought the pelvis was kind of this blocky thing um, that's between, I guess, my spine and my legs. Um, and didn't think of it as something that moves. And now my understanding of the pelvis is... Um, that the, 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 pelvic, the pelvic floor acts as a kind of spring. So you know how if, uh, if you look at a basketball in slow motion, uh, I'm pretty sure those videos exist on the YouTubes, um, the basketball kind of <coughs> spreads out uh, and then uh, comes back in again, uh, as it uh, absorbs into the bounce and then as it actually into the ground and then as it bounces back, it spreads back in again. Um, and the, the pelvic floor does the same thing. Uh, the pelvis uh, widens as it absorbs um, shock uh, and then uh, is uh, elastic and so it restitutes that as it gives it back. Uh, and often what people have is either uh, a weak pelvic floor uh, which doesn't restitute or um, a tight pelvic floor uh, which doesn't uh, absorb. Or often if you have a tight pelvic floor uh, it'll actually turn out to be quite weak once uh, it's not in its tight position. Uh, and so it's like any muscle you have to exercise it um, throughout its range of motion. And if it doesn't have a range of motion, well it doesn't do things. Um, and so the pelvic floor widens and the, the rest of the pelvis also uh, widens. And that prevents injury in the knees and in the lower back because if uh, your pelvis is not the, the, the point of absorption 
well, your lower back and your knees uh, are going to be that point of absorption instead. And um, like meniscuses are not meant to absorb stuff. Uh, they don't have, uh, they don't particularly have absorbing qualities. Uh, and that, that's one of the reasons that people run with uh, sort of padded shoes. Your feet are the same thing. Your feet are made to move, to absorb and to restitute. And if you have feet that are used to being stuck in shoes uh, and you don't let your feet uh, do the work, uh, if you keep your feet dead, then it doesn't work. And so I, I like this kind of notion of um, having the, the bone rhythms in the legs, the feet, the pelvis being alive or dead. Uh, and if you have the, the, that uh, motion that's alive, uh, you'll absorb shock uh, a lot better in your walking, in your jumping, in your dancing, and you'll have fewer lower back and knee problems. Um, number 10. Number 10, yes, I like this one. I called it bridging the mind-body divide. So, uh, thinking uh, about body mechanics is a dangerous one because it's really sure for you to think, I have a brain and that's what I do the thinking with. And I have a body. And my body does not do the things that I want it to do 100% of the time. Um, and so we really think of this body, this other thing that's a tool, that not only is a tool, but it's a tool that's not really serving us really well. Um, but you can also think uh, of the mind and the body as a unit, that um, images that you use in your mind affect your body, and the ways that you use your body uh, affect your mind. Um, and you can also kind of consider ways in which you can uh, let yourself be, uh, fully occupy your body. Um, I like uh, the, to use the phrase to inhabit our bodies. Uh, like instead of kind of being outside of our bodies, we're living in them, which we are, like our whole lives. Um, and another place that turns out is on an emotional level. Um, a lot of our emotions are tied up uh, with our bodies. Uh, I know certain of my emotions kind of get tied up in tight shoulders. Others tend to get tied up in tight hip sockets. Um, others get tied up in um, a tight diaphragm. Um, tight is not necessarily the right word, but uh, if when, and that, when I'm working on my diaphragm or on my hips or on uh, my shoulders, I'll often feel kind of a range of emotions. Uh, and my working assumption on that is kind of that uh, otherwise they're stuck and unprocessed. And so it's also a way of uh, processing emotions, um, which a large part of, I think, uh, some theories of how you process emotions is just that you actually uh, welcome them and don't uh, shy away from them. And if you shy away from them, they sort of get stuck somewhere and you just have to say, hey, uh, yeah, I got you, I see you, I'm taking care of you, I'm letting you be with me, and uh, then the emotion can be like, okay, I've done my job, I have protected you from whatever you needed protecting from, or I have given you the energy to do whatever you needed to do, uh, and then it can go. And if you don't do that, um, it gets tied up somehow in our, our postural habits. Okay, so that was, uh, yes, uh, one... 
10 reasons. I took 10, I could use, I think I had an 11th in mind. The 11th was related to, to teaching dance, which isn't the same as doing dance, but like your eye for teaching uh, and your eye for uh, giving actionable feedback to people uh, will increase uh, through knowing more about body mechanics. Um, so yes, number one was uh, effortlessness, number two uh, was looking good, number three was partnering, number four was proprioception of the self and of our partners, number five was learning by from looking to others, which is like related a little bit to this teaching one, number six uh, was having a shared vocabulary, no, yes, uh, number seven uh, was posture, Number eight uh, was working on dance, even when you're not dancing. Number nine was injury prevention. And number ten, bridging the mind-body divide. And so at this point in time, seeing as I'm on episode 12 or something, uh, I've started talking a bit about Alexander Technique. I'm also going to talk about Franklin Method. Uh, sometime I might learn about Feldenkrais uh, and also um, yoga, Pilates, uh, which are all ways of kind of meeting your body and increasingly inhabiting your body uh, and that's also uh, a way of learning uh, about body mechanics so either more explicitly or more implicitly uh, doing this thing of figuring out how does my body work uh, how can I reset it to new neutrals uh, so a bunch of modalities wherever you are there'll be teachers of these modalities I've been taking weekly Alexander Technique classes for the past three months, and that's been tremendously helpful. Oh, I have one today. I need to not remember that appointment, not forget that appointment. And my last thing is, I was a thing um, about, yeah, some months ago now, maybe even a year ago, uh, and I was learning about body mechanics from someone, or learning about posture, or learning about injury prevention. It was something to do with how our bodies work and what our posture ought to be. And I felt like I know a lot about this stuff and I'll be the first to admit that much of it isn't in my body. Uh, but I felt very self-judging. I was like, oh, there's all these things about the way that I'm using my body that are wrong. And uh, that's a difficult path. And uh, I think also a lot of people I've talked to about body mechanics are like, oh yeah, but my shoulders are all wrong. I definitely need that. Uh, and because we so definitely need that, we shy away from it because it's scary, because it's going to be other people judging us and ourselves judging us. Um, and so you can go further on that because then you're like, oh, you shouldn't do that. You should have self-love and self-acceptance. And then you don't manage to do that. Uh, and uh, it's this never-ending spiral of this is a thing you should do. Uh, you should have good posture. Oh, I don't. Uh, you should love yourself in spite of your posture. Oh, I don't. Um, uh, you should love yourself in spite of your inability to love yourself. Something like that. It can get kind of deep and a little bit. And it's not a, a thing about shoulds. Um, body mechanics is about, for, to, to me, the work on body mechanics to improve dancing is about meeting your body where you're at uh, and, and getting to know it. Uh, and accepting it and figuring out oh this is this is a thing I can this is a thing I have power over this is a thing where I have agency uh, and that's what I want to give people 
uh, is not the sense, oh, my shoulders are inevitably broken until the end of time, but you, you have a toolbox that you can use to work on those shoulders. Uh, and that's something I'm super excited to work with people on uh, and super excited to see people working on. Uh, and yeah, so if you want to know more, I'm giving body mechanics series for partner dancing in Edinburgh. The next one will be on September 29th, 2018, uh, end of this month. Oh yeah, I need to make the Facebook event for that. Uh, and so if you want to join, you're more than welcome. If you want to talk to me about it when you see me at an event, you're more than welcome. Uh, if you want help seeking out someone local to you uh, who can help you with that, uh, definitely. Like I've been working with um, Catherine Palmier, Brenda Russell, uh, Ruth Evelyn, um, who all else? Gilles Cherie, um, uh, and a bunch of, uh, of, uh, of, of other people. Uh, seek them out. Uh, let me know how it goes. I'll see you next time. Until then, take care.